Let's go check in with Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit. He's a Lions NFL insider joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And Jeremy, we've had conversations over the last 18 months or so, and this has been building a machine, a work in progress. And here we are, the reality after the Rams win, over the Rams, that the Lions are three wins away from being world champions. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's insane. I mean, we've had these conversations all week, and, and you know, I, I don't think either of us really believed Super Bowl was necessarily in it this year. But we we were we've had some pretty lofty hopes for this team throughout the, the season. You know, we've we've had NFC Championship thoughts. We've had. Um, you know, we temporarily it looked like maybe the one seed was in play for this team for a while. And so um, it's, it's truly amazing and um, uncharted territory here where we've entered a, a place where all these preseason, all these midseason hopes and expectations are, are being met week after week after week. And so now the Lions find themselves in the divisional round as six and a half point favorites, um, meaning they, you know, they are favored by almost a full touchdown to make their second NFC championship game ever. And you think about it, it, the reality of this began with what the Lions did to Aaron Rodgers in his final game in a Green Bay Packers uniform on Sunday Night Football in America, knowing that they had already missed out on the playoffs, but the Packers still had a shot. It was after that game that I think, when I talk about building, that built the belief inside that franchise, the coaches, the players, fan base, those like us who cover this team, that this could be a special year, and it is. And and I think more than anything, that game taught me that this team will be motivated and locked in and focused for any sort of game it, going in the future. Like it, They're never going to overlook opponents. They're, they're never going to, um, you know, think they they have a game in the bag they're never like they are going to be locked in and give you their best every single week and it was funny i I saw some rams fans um a couple weeks ago after the the cowboys game they're like oh the lines are all focused on getting revenge on the cowboys they're gonna overlook the rams in the first round and i'm like you do not know dan campbell you do not know this team they are gonna get up for every single game whether a divisional round uh you know ticket is on the line or kicking out your divisional opponent of the playoffs is on the line. Um, it's, it, it's truly amazing how locked in this, this team is week to week. And that's going to give them a fighting chance. If they're overmatched, it's going to give them a fighting chance if they're, they're injured or it's going to lead them to victory. If they're a team that should win the football game, you know, the trigger for building this machine and why golf versus Stafford had so much significance leading up to it through the game and after the game on Sunday night, that it was about the shocking trade of Stafford to the Rams and Goff coming in and the fans didn't believe in Goff and he was just going to be around for a year and he'll be gone. And then the old 10-1 and one start and everybody piling on and Lions fans, some of them uh, supporting Stafford and Detroit Rams gear was actually being sold in Detroit, yet, yet, Holmes, Campbell, and even Sheila Hamp, they never wavered. And then you get into yeah. that next year and hard knocks and the expectations are sky high with the finish. And they don't they don't do it. And they don't get it done. And then this year it's Kansas City and the hype, and they do get it done. And it felt like they won a playoff game uh, to start this season. It has been about that trigger deal in building this machine 
that that trade not only worked out with Goff beating Stafford on Sunday night, but with the picks in return and the impact of rookies like Laporta and Gibbs and J-Mo and acquisitions uh, that Holmes has made and how they've been coached up and developed with Campbell and his staff. It is that true work of art in building this Lions machine. Yeah, no, that trade is obviously the the genesis of everything that, that came after. And I don't want to minimize what Dan Campbell has done or, or what Brad Holmes has done, but they were given a lot of tools to, to turn this around. And they deserve a ton of credit, like you said, to just throw their full support behind Jared Goff, never treat him like that bridge quarterback that you, you were talking about. Um, they, they, they knew that he was a, a mentally tough player. And, and I mean, I, I can't give Goff enough credit just for how he's persisted mentally, right? I don't know if there's any quarterback ever who has been traded so unceremoniously for, I mean, a couple first round picks. That's what they thought of this guy is that they were willing to trade a couple first round picks and more just to upgrade the quarterback position by, they thought a lot and maybe it is a lot, maybe it isn't. Um, for, for someone to go through that, to, for it to be a pretty ugly divorce, like obviously him and McVay had stuff going on for him to come back endure that Oh, 10 and one start. And then a one and six start the next year to endure all that and then come back and, you know, play at a really, really, you know, a top 10 quarterback level and, and now lead this team to, to something that they haven't done in 30 years. And, you know, everything else is ahead of them. They could do stuff that they've never done in franchise history still this season. And so um, I, I give a ton of credit just for Jared Goff being mentally strong, being confident in his own abilities and working hard to learn a new system, to learn new parts of the game that Sean McVay never taught him. Uh, and just become the best version of himself. He's said it multiple times this season. He's the best quarterback he's ever been because he's learning stuff like calling out protections. He's learning stuff like pre-snap reads um, that, you know, Sean McVay was basically telling him all that stuff in his ear um, during his time in L.A. So uh, I give a ton of credit to, to Jared Goff. Obviously, everyone else. You mentioned, you know, Dan Campbell, Sheila Hamp, and, and Brad Holmes deserve a ton of credit, too, for building a really, really solid team around him that, that can help Jared Goff do what he does best. But um, I, I really think Jared Goff should get a lot of flowers in particular for, for what he's gone through over the past three years. I think you could almost feel the relief in his voice after that game and even in the Monday when talking uh, to the media. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit Lions, NFL insider, Follow Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit team, Twitter, online, Facebook, all the social networks. Uh, so we get to this matchup now. You mentioned six-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are playing good football and have some really quality wins this year on the road, especially what they did to Green Bay on December 17th. Uh, how do you like this matchup? Are the Lions a prohibitive favorite for a reason, or do you have any concerns? They're, they're a good football team. I know, you know, you finish nine and eight, you, you barely get by in, in maybe one of the worst divisions in, in football. But, um, you know, if you look at some of their individual talent, if you look at some of the matchups, I think it could provide a bit of a challenge. We all know how tough the Lions have had a go of defending number one receivers. And the, I, the Bucks have two or three or four really good receivers. And Baker Mayfield's playing kind of well. And so, yeah, that's, I would say that's a strength of this Bucks team, and that's going up against the big weakness of the Lions. And so we, we've seen this team struggle to, to maybe beat teams that they should have more handled, like Minnesota, right? Both of those games seemed a little bit closer than they needed to be. 
considering they're facing a backup quarterback, a beat up Vikings team in terms of injuries, but because their secondary has had so much issues defending outside receivers, I, I feel like that could keep this one very close again this week. And then the, the other thing is that front seven of their defense is, is very talented. You got Vita Ve, you got Kalijah Kansi, the rookie who's starting to come on a little bit. You've got a really good set of outside linebackers and inside linebackers. Um, so the lines are going to have a tough time running the ball and we know that's what they want to do the most. So obviously when, when they played them last, um, you know, what it was week six or whatever, um, they, they couldn't run the ball. And, and yes, they were missing Jameer Gibbs. They were missing, I think Jonah Jackson and, and Dave Montgomery goes out of that game in the second quarter, but he was having a tough time that day and the Lions had to abandon the run completely. And I think that might be something that they have to do again, golf through it. I think 44 times in that game, but he was very successful. And I think he could be very successful again in this game. So it could be another kind of shootout. Like we saw on, on Sunday night where both these teams decide to air it out because I don't know if either team is going to find a lot of success on the ground. And so the Lions are going to have to win another shootout and we've seen them win some shootouts. We've seen them lose some shootouts, but um, they're certainly capable. I would say of, of beating this team and they're probably the more talented team, but I think it's going to be close. I know Beggar Mayfield threw some great balls, and they had a lot of drops, two deep drops that looked like yeah. touchdowns. I worry about the ability of Tampa's receivers to go deep in the backside of that Lions defense. That's why keep that safety corner blitz coming. Uh, Stafford uh, gets rid of the ball so fast that yeah. you know a normal QB, and I, I don't think Mayfield has the release he has. He winds up a little bit more. There could have been five, six sacks. Sunday night, so I hope the Lions do that because when they try and play straight-up football with that secondary is when they just get picked apart. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you 100%. That's really been how they've kind of winning these these ball games, despite you know giving up 350 passing yards seemingly every week is they get these disruptive plays. They get these sacks. They get these tipped balls. They get these interceptions. Um, they get off the field. Um, it's not all the time. Um, <laughs> they're giving way too many big plays up, but they're stout in the red zone in particular, obviously last week. And if you get enough disruptive plays, you'll end possessions. And with as good as the Lions offense is all you probably need is three, maybe four defensive stops. And you probably win this ball game. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit lions, NFL insider, follow pride of Detroit, Facebook, Twitter online. Jeremy Reisman is R E I S M A N right on Twitter. R E I S. All right, and what do you and you have a little uh, give give your Twitter handle again before I let you go? Yeah, yeah, Detroit Online. Yeah, not Jeremy Reisman, Detroit Online. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's an right. easy one. Yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> and you go at Detroit Online. You got Reisman. You can follow the lines. Uh, before I let you go, uh, your final score prediction: Sunday, three o'clock, the kick, Tampa in Detroit. Oh man, it's early in the week, uh, but I, I'll throw one out there, kind of recklessly and and i feel i i have the the right to completely change my mind but i do think this is going to be of a, of a shootout variety uh, as i mentioned so i think it's going to be a high scoring game um i think the lions probably edge them out in the end so i will say 34 to 30 lions 34 30 jeremy always appreciate your time here on the huge show across michigan oh of course no problem all right jeremy reisman checking in on this Tuesday broadcast, by the way, uh, Tuesdays are presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And they're celebrating the opening yesterday of the food district. Used to be where the buffet was inside the casino. They have some unbelievable new eateries for them. Guy Fieri's Chicken Guy now part of the food district at Soren Eagle. Bubba Coo's Burritos 
Ike's Love and Sandwiches. And Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen, those four eateries now make up the food district, uh, which was the old buffet area at Soranigo with Ruth Chris's Steakhouse. They're offering up uh, the best food uh, at any destination in Michigan. Check out the new food district at the Soranigo Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan.